This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, people trying to get us to review the first purge. For real. I don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to see it. Like, that's, I, that's clearly what we're going to do for Halloween. <laughs> I mean, it that. is also clearly what we're going to do for Halloween. I already suggested we do it when it comes out on digital, which is in a couple weeks, actually. It's, I, I think it's the movie. It would be the movie either right after this uh, series mm-hmm. or like shortly after like the predators or something oh. if we did if we did the predators man i wish we could do the predators <laughs> we definitely can't because that white dude is definitely the lead the of white that dude's movie. the lead of the movie but i'm kind of excited to see predators uh, oh oh shane black is one of my favorite writers yeah shane black is dope plus like just a a bus full of convicts fighting a predator like that's cool <laughs> yeah. and then there's a super, super predator, predator which all by the way i don't need I never need that stuff. They always do this like there's a monster that's bigger and badder than the other monster oh, that you the, love. That I'm like, no, the the first the monster one's is cool. Like I don't like Jason X. Did you like Jason X? Yeah, but the extra thing is to get those people that are like, man, it's the same shit. No, <laughs> right? you know no they- all of the no. First of all, Hollywood clearly doesn't care about that at all. <laughs> if anything, they're doubling down on the same stuff. They're like. The only thing people want to see is sequels, remakes, yeah, but prequels, then you do, but then you franchises. do, you know, then you do a hybrid dinosaur that's two times oh, the size God. of a regular T-Rex, you know, and it can camouflage. That's what we're now that's what we're going to talk about. We're talking about yo, this has nothing to do with the episode or anything about it. We're just going to talk about Jurassic World, yes, Jurassic, no, Jurassic World, World Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Hell yeah. They, they should remake um yo they should remake uh, Candyman. But hear me oh, out. Be. Oh, that's true. Oh, but hear me be. out, though. Okay. Because Candyman takes place, you know, like, he was a... Uh, what was it? He wasn't a slave, but, like, he was killed by, like, with the KKK or whatever. <laughs> oh, oh, was he? Because it was, like, the yeah, whole thing was, like, he got, he got caught for having sex with a white woman, and, like, they killed him, gotcha. like, covered him in honey, whatever. Yeah. To Wait, me, but like, that took place in, like, the... 90s, right? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Because he, he, he gets, he, you he know, you killed. evoke him. You call oh, right. you his call, name. Got it. Then he mm-hmm. comes up. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you can have it be like what? Screw setting it into 1800s, 1900s. Set it in 1990, 1991. Yeah. Have Candyman be like killed unjustly by the police. Or, or, maybe, or maybe the same thing. Maybe even tried for a crime he didn't commit and mm. be electrocuted and have him come back. But instead of just being a villain, he's seeking justice on all the criminals and cricket cops and cricket politicians who like do people of color in. I mean, that's real shit. Yo, that's dope. That's dope. I mean, we. I mean, let me tell you what's so I mean, it's shocking. I don't know. How we, I don't know how we got this, but the fact that one of the first times in what twenty, who knows how long a cop has been actually convicted of killing an unarmed black kid. That's Wait, crazy. what? This is the first time. I mean, one of the first times. When's the last time someone actually got convicted and sentenced? It was that Asian cop in New York. Oh. Who shot in the stairwell. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it ricocheted and killed that dude. Well, this time a white dude got sentenced. <laughs> Yo, but he got he got convicted for a ricochet, though? I mean, Damn. it was a reckless. Yeah, that's a reckless, reckless shot. Reckless shooting. But also, like, they convicted an Asian but dude when so many white dudes got away with it. 
That's true. That's I don't know. This about. Only got it's not about the ricochet. So, uh, somebody is dead, and that's. I mean, we we're talking about, about Candyman. We well, I mean, I don't even know. Y'all put it. Well, I guess honestly, the first purge Candyman. That actually, it really wasn't that much of a leap. I tracked. It really wasn't that much of a leap. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's my fault. There are some movies coming out. The are 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 we gonna are we gonna review that movie with the gun, Ken? Yo, I feel like Uh, we have to, right? I finally I watched the short movie that people kept sending us. Oh, what's a short movie about it? A short that Ken is based off of. Film that Ken is based off of, and it has nothing to do with a brother, and it's and he has a black mom, Mm -hmm. and. It's just like oh, it's a black kid still as the lead, the main. Yeah, yeah, but essentially, like it's really just about like the gun is a reveal. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you don't know that it's about this thing. He's just like walking or whatever. It's just like it seems like a very grounded, you know, urban in, inner city yeah. life kind of film. And then, You're like, oh. like, and, then an just, and then all of a sudden he like pulls out this alien gun <laughs> and starts shooting with it, and you're like, whoa, what? Where did this come from? And then Wait, he but like, he has no and then, white brother or white dad? No, no, no. That's I like, have to watch this. But the but the short is like very, it's a short film. Like it's not a, you don't watch that and go like, I mean, I understand that they made a movie from it, but it's not, there is no, the movie premise has nothing to do except for the fact that this kid has a gun, a space yeah. gun. But why, but why does the kid, like if, if like, why, like why does he have a white family now? Yeah, that needs to be explained. Like what happened? Well, like, how else were they gonna get? Who is with the Dennis James Wade? Franco? <laughs> what do you mean? How else? Mary J. James Blige Franco's was a bad guy in that. Was Oscar nominated this year? Who? Mary J. Blige? Yeah, she. Did she win? Yeah, but how she else win, were right? they gonna get Dennis Quaid in the movie? Is what I'm saying. Oh, some other way. How short was the short film? Dennis Quaid is the father. Dennis Quaid, but I'm saying Dennis Quaid could have been somebody else. He could have played some other part. You gotta get Dennis Quaid. <laughs> They're gonna get like Don Cheadle. No, no get, I'm saying they needed to get Dennis Quaid. Don Cheadle's busy being War Machine. I mean, they couldn't get. <laughs> do we do we not have enough black? <laughs> we yeah, we only had. We could only call Don Cheadle or Dennis Listen, Quaid. We only have enough money to fly in Passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't. I said we only be, have enough no, money to I don't fly need to re- in Passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> I'm too sick for this. <laughs> How did you even get your nose we off the got mic? Money to buy in <laughs> no, don't say it a third time. We don't want it. We know what you said. <laughs> we don't need to hear the it. The budget is limited. <laughs> no. Only so many airline tickets we can purchase. Uh, One of those tickets is for the passenger. 57. Okay. All right. So Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Always. Bet on black. All right, everybody's mics peaked. Also, I feel like he didn't say it that loud. Turn down their (laughs) headphones. They're just like, ouch, 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 ouch. Oh, wait. Definitely didn't draw it out this much. Bet on black. 
definitely didn't say it like that. Also, that wasn't even, like when he said it in the movie. I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't. It wasn't even like a cool. Like he just said it in a cool. Catch oh, oh wait. I think it was cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool, right? There was a there was a whoop, yeah pan up to it. I also thought it was funny that he says always bet on black, and then like two scenes later, the the terrorist says uh, checkmate. And it was like you're playing different games. <laughs> like you're not playing the same. <laughs> is that totally different? All right, all right, all right. I, uh, before we get into this, my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Jerome Milligan, and my name is James the Third. I heard it, so I'm okay with it. I heard him. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. He's <laughs> getting all into right. this '90s mood. Yeah, you gotta always bet on black. <laughs> Not even mad at that. Ninety-eight point seven Kiss FM. Not even, not even, you gonna do the whole podcast like That's that? That's right. Always bet on black. <laughs> <laughs> Come to you now. Stop it with some smooth jazz. Yeah. That's it. That's oh, okay, it. I thought you were gonna keep going, but you didn't. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. I'm glad you joined us in the middle of a Wesley Snipes mini series. That's cool. Everybody like Wesley. For though, for you know, for those first time listeners, we are a podcast that reviews films of leading black actors and then we talk about them in the context of race yeah. mm-hmm. and diversity mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. hollywood always bet on black actors oh i like that good job james Thank now you. we are doing a wesley snipes miniseries from time to time we'd like to take certain actors prolific black actors and then review a couple of their films in a row uh we're doing wesley snipes last week we reviewed the film New Jack City with special guest Gary Richardson. And today we are reviewing Passenger 57. Mm-hmm. Came out in 1992. Yep. Uh, yep. On a very small action budget, $15 million. Oh, wow. Yeah, not that much. Yeah, not that much. Made oh. $44 million. Hell yeah. And uh, the reviews were not very kind. Okay, well. <laughs> but, but it made him an action oh, hero, no. though. But it was this movie that made him an action hero. It's mm-hmm. uh, very well credited as the film that kind of made him an action star because before this, he had really he had been in uh, Major League. You know, that was his kind of like breakout role. Uh, he had been in Mo Better Blues, played a pretty cool role in that. New Jack City, as we said, where he played an awesome villain, and I think. Maybe I think Jungle Fever came out before this as well. Ooh, gotcha. Let's see. But that you know, so he was in two Spike, Spike films, uh, and then this movie came out, and then shortly after this, White Men Can't Jump came out, which was like I think a surprise, huge box office hit, major yeah. box office hit. But this one was did pretty well at the box office for a rated R action movie. You know what I mean? Like forty something million dollar return on a fifteen million dollar movie was like pretty good for the early nineties for sure. Um and a lot of the reviews, though they panned the movie mostly for a formulaic script, uh, they did like both Wesley Snipes and the main villain. Uh, I don't know that dude's name. <laughs> <laughs> Just some white, random white guy who I feel like we never seen again. Uh, what's his name? Bruce Payne. Uh, yeah, Bruce Payne. Bruce Payne. The other movies he's famous for is Highlander, Endgame. Was he? Okay, I was going to say, he wasn't the Highlander, right? That was a whole other dude. And apparently he was in a film called Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, What do you mean, apparently a film called Dungeons and Dragons? You mean Dungeons and Dragons, that dope-ass movie? (laughs) Did you see Dungeons and Dragons? Hell yeah! (laughs) 
Yo, who didn't see? Y'all didn't see Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, Marlon Wayans in this Hell movie? Hell yeah, Marlon Wayans is in that movie. Dog, I didn't even know that was a movie. I thought that was a, co- a board game. It is game. a game. It is a board game. Yeah, he, it wasn't good. I mean, it wasn't good. It stars <laughs> Justin Whalen, who's... Uh, yeah. Uh, wait, what do I know him from? Um, He was in Hocus Pocus, I no. want to say. No, you know what I know him from? Not a, he isn't. He, maybe he was in Hocus Pocus. I don't know. But yeah, you know what I know him from? What do you know? He was Jimmy Olsen in the Lois and Clark TV show. Remember that? Oh, I do remember that show. Superman I think TV he show. was awesome. That's what I know him from. Jimmy Olsen. He was in Child's Play 3, apparently. I love Dungeons and Dragons. Are we, are by we the way. That movie was was bad. I'm sorry. I, I wanted, I, I'm glad we're talking about it, though, because I thought Marlon Wayans was really great in it. Are we going to skip Elizabeth Hurley, though? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was, what was that? I don't know. I love some Liz Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. This is, I feel like, one of her very early roles. Yeah. Let me look on IMDb. Uh, and spoiler alert, she lives in this movie, and she should have totally came back to be the villain in the second film of this franchise. But There's right. a second film? There's a second no, one? There oh, should have been. Real quick, my dude was not in Hocus Pocus. Wanted to, the audience. Nobody really <laughs> cared about that, but thank you for checking. I just needed to know. You know what I mean? Serial <laughs> mom. That's what I know him from. <laughs> Not Hocus Pocus. Yeah, uh, I think this is one one of her first big movie roles in the yeah, States. Yeah, she had like one other one before. But she had a couple films with like one other big one. Yeah, a couple of TV shows. <laughs> I will that. admit, because I admitted to you guys off mic, but um, uh, I didn't recognize her. And I'm upset now that I did. I mean, she was pretty young. The lead actress looks like Michael Jackson to me. <laughs> Whole time I was like, this is like white Michael Jackson. She looks like Michael Jackson. She like white Michael Jackson. Alex Datcher. Does she not like Michael Jackson? I mean, I didn't see. I don't, that's a weird thing to say because I'm like, I was, I was physically attracted to her. Michael Jackson was pretty. <laughs> I'm a handsome man. You kidding? Sure. Michael, a handsome dude. You ever see that that video when he's uh when he's like um. Uh, um, leave me alone, and his hair's all flowing in the car, and he's going like the little tabloids, like a little. Um, leave me alone is a great video. Yeah, it's a great video. What? Glad man. we're talking about. We're talking about a lot of stuff that I really enjoy. <laughs> Can we just talk about this? Remember what? This I don't want to get into Passenger Fifty Seven. I, I yet. totally want to get into it. By the way, but <laughs> this actress was not in a lot of stuff. She like, I feel bad. She like Michael Jackson. Me. She How? had a a huge role. In this movie, Passenger 57, that catapulted Wesley Snipes' action career, the next thing she does is like some, it had to be a straight-to-VHS film called yeah. Rage and Honor. And then she's just in two episodes of Street Justice. Well, I mean, I would a say, TV you movie, know. A couple I, of TV movies. Just one of, episode of Star Trek and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. and goodness, Great show. Well, she did hang with Mr. Cooper. Great show. That's important. But because of the climate, if this movie would have been better written for her, she probably would have done better after this. But she like, you know, she did, she did stuff in the movie. Man, that's crazy, dude. Nah, man, that's racism. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, before we get going, uh, we should say. No, actually, we said everything we needed to say. We're going to do initial thoughts. Okay. Also, this movie is an hour and 18 minutes long. Here is the synopsis. Oh, an airline. 18? No, it's like an hour 20 something. An airline security expert must take action when he finds himself trapped on a passenger jet when terrorists seize control of it. It was built as a diehard in the sky. Yes. All right. I agree with that. You guys go first. No, wait. I should go first. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 
I should go first because I feel some sort of energy <laughs> from this side of the room <laughs> that I'm not appreciating right now. <laughs> Say it, brother. So it's I'm going to talk about it first. This movie is dope. Okay. Yes, Sorry. it's a generic action movie. It's a generic action movie with a very jazz mm. score. It's like. Don't do the music. Are you doing careless whisper? That wasn't the score, but like, but it was a jazz score throughout the entire thing, which is so funny because it's so nineties. Like, it's so aggressively the nineties. The eighties was all about what do you call it? Electronic. Casio was all about a keyboard, like all about a synthesizer. The nineties was. All about like the trumpet, and the clarinet, like so bad. It's so crazy how like, oh my goodness. Um, and this movie's like super short. And yes, the script is laughable because it's just, it's so ridiculous. But Wesley Snipes is so cool, and he got to do so many cool things that black action heroes don't usually get to do. And he got to be really. I, the thing that I liked about this movie a lot is that he got to be really black but also the action star, but they didn't ignore his blackness, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like so much of a thing. He wasn't, he wasn't a shaft. You know what I mean? He, yeah, he wasn't even low down dirty shame. You know what I mean? He was like, he, he was, yeah, I don't know. He was just, he, he was, was respected he by was his white colleagues. Confidently black. He was confidently black, respected by his white colleagues, but like would, would say like, like, you know, he would, Hey, it's a black thing. You know what I mean? Or always been on black, of course. Comfortably or, black. You know, but got in a little tussle with some law enforcement who didn't know them because he was in the South and those racist cops. And you got to beat up some racist cops. You got to do some karate chops, throw them over some stairs. That was dope as hell. Hell yeah. Uh, he got to be sexy. Of course, all of the women who found him attractive were light skinned black women. <laughs> that was definitely a thing that I noticed. But mm-hmm. at least he got, you know, he got that sex appeal that sometimes those black action stars don't get to have. Um, nice, which is nice. Um, and, uh, you know, he got to be cool. He got to talk back. You know, he was the, he was the Bruce Willis of, uh, of this movie. Now, could the script have been better? Sure. But let's be real. Most action scripts are not that great. And it was fun. And it was short. So you got in, you got out. And the villain was Honestly, I thought the villain was really cool. I thought it was like a formidable villain. You know, they built that up. So the tension between them was there. And uh, yeah, man. Passenger 57, dude. Yeah. James, you like All right. Y'all. Want me to go? You want to go? Okay, I'll go go next. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to disagree with like the sort of like it's totally an action movie. (laughs) <laughs> it's totally I'm an glad action. you're not disagreeing that it's an action movie. <laughs> glad we got that. Yeah, back. you know what I mean. I don't disagree that it's, uh, you know, it's a it's an early '90s action movie. Wesley Snipes is definitely like uh, action star potential in this movie. Um, he holds his own. Uh, we see my man shirtless meditating in one early scene, and he's just straight jacked for no reason. Yeah, he's shirtless. There's no reason for all the muscles. Wesley Snipes. He was shirtless in this movie. Yeah, at the he beginning. He was shirtless in the beginning. Meditating. But he was meditating. Um, uh, just too many muscles. Uh, so it was like, yeah, like I appreciated all that. I appreciated the sex appeal. You know, um, I appreciated that because that's definitely a thing that we talk about not happening. 
um, in a lot of movies. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't love it. I have to say, I, I didn't love it. But, but also just because it felt mad dated to me. Had I seen this movie before now? Because I loved Wesley Snipes growing up, and it was like he's an action star, blah blah, all that stuff. Like, I feel like Demolition Man was 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 a big one for me, and um, and others. Uh, so I had never seen this. Um, and I just didn't, I didn't quite love it. It's, you know, like when it starts, I was super excited. Like the villain was scary. They were like, he keeps changing his face. I was like, oh shit, what's about to happen? What are we about to watch? Like Slit the throat of that doctor. What? Yeah, it was like crazy. Um, uh, and the, and you know, he has his backstory is like very clear and like, we can tell that he's dealing with it. Um, and like they, the music does a great job of like, underscoring and like having us like really feel for him, you know, with that saxophone. Um, but like, I mean, I, you know, you know, if you would have asked me anybody, like what is like, is what is the second, the end of the second act, the beginning of the third act of Passions 57? Like, where does that take place? Nobody's going to say a uh, county fair. Like nobody's going to say like, <laughs> nobody's going to say like, oh yeah, Pastor 57, the end of the second act, beginning of the third act definitely takes place at the county fair. No, <laughs> nobody's going to say that because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> hey man. Hey man. What? He got to, he got to jump off a merry-go-round. No, no. <laughs> that, um, that was so crazy. It like, you got it, to be on a Ferris wheel, man. I, I just, the, the tension immediately goes away. Like just right in the middle of the movie, the plane lands and there's just no tension for so long. <laughs> it was like, what's going on? Like what's happening? So that's probably what took me out of it the most. But I, but th- this movie has a black director who, who is a very prolific, prolific TV director now. Um, uh, and, uh, I appreciate, uh, that I appreciate that. I appreciate, uh, you know, it, it does definitely hit all the, the, the beats of, of uh, a typical uh, action film. And I feel like it's successful in that way. And like, uh, and Wesley Snipes did, did his thing. So, you know, I didn't love the movie, but like mad respect uh, to the black uh, people that, that made this movie. Yeah, I just want to clarify. I feel like John thinks that I'm going to say I don't like this movie. First, I'm a Wesley Snipes stan, Okay. All right, and to address Jonathan Braylock, you are 100% correct. Fuck this movie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this movie was... The thing is, Spike, I mean, like, 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 Wesley's so good, but this movie was so utterly bad to me that I don't remember it. So you guys talking about certain parts, I remember watching this movie and forgetting what I saw right before it. And the thing is, I totally understand this is this launch's career, so I'm super happy for that. But I think for me, I grew up watching action movies, and I can tell this is a diehard knockoff. But Die Hard is one of the best action movies ever made to me. Uh, and this is, first off, you could tell, the thing that made me so sad about it is that you can tell that Wesley Snipes actually knows martial arts when he actually squares up to fight people. Yeah. But the action scenes are so poorly directed that you can't, it's wasted. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's honestly no huge set piece to me in this. Um, uh, like, like it's just, it just. What about that Ferris wheel though? <laughs> Bro, honestly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know uh, what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah, but the man, did but, you watch the movie? <laughs> no, the man. is that. Oh wait, is that when he spots the bad guy holding a gun and he jumps off the first wall into the guy? That's yeah, very that's go round. Yeah, that's the, the oh first, right. Yeah, the first he first he like they're shooting at him and he runs and he jumps on the Ferris wheel and it goes all the way up and then right when he gets to the top, the person who's doing the Ferris wheel inexplicably stops, stops the it. Ferris wheel and then runs, runs away. away. <laughs> it doesn't make. 
any sense. <laughs> no one knows why. He wasn't threatened. Nobody made him do this. But <laughs> my just... favorite thing about it is that is that there are gunshots happening, so it's like I could buy him running away. What I can't buy is him stopping. The yeah. <laughs> like, why did he stop it? Unless they were trying to say that it could only go if he's operate, like he had to mm-hmm. constantly be operating it or something. Maybe that's true. Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, <clears throat> honestly, it's sorry, it's a but I'm really kind of short sick. movie. I <laughs> sorry, I'm kind of sick. But every time I think about this movie, I'm like, why? Like, why do people <laughs> think this was good? Like, and what? Like, I'm curious to know what well, John critics say. didn't no, think. No, I mean, good. yeah, critics didn't think it was good. But I totally but, get the the idea, like the premise of Passenger Fifty Seven, and then like maybe even on the page, I'm like, technically, okay, technically. because because think about all of the even we okay. don't even know he Passenger Fifty Seven. No, we do. She skips. She skips over him. She goes to passenger fifty-eight. She goes. No. She goes fifty-seven, uh, and then there, yeah, you know, their their history just f- yeah. fills she up the rest him. of the word. He, like she's counting. She and she's she, she points at him, him and says fifty-seven. She skips. But him. I swear that. Okay, I know you're still in the middle of your initial thoughts, but if they would have just because they held that for like three scenes, if they would have just kept that through the rest of the movie. It would have been an infinitely better movie to me. He got off the plane and she didn't. Yeah. If yeah. she got off the plane with him, maybe it would have been a better movie. It would have been a much better movie. But here's the thing. Here's, here, the, reason, the reason I think people like it, though, is because you really only had, outside of the black exploitation action heroes, you really only had Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. And Beverly Hills Cop is great, but Eddie's a comedian, so he's doing a comedian thing, and it's not a pure action movie yeah where whereas wesley snipes is giving you the one-liners you know he's just being like just like a complete like awesome fighting bad dude and and he gets to be a little bit more black more black i think than eddie was like eddie was like the fast talking black like like ooh, like streetwise fast talking kind of person whereas like wesley snipes was just like like what? Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he was just I mean, mad aggressive yeah. to like everybody, unnecessarily so, but like mad aggressive to everyone. I don't know. I did um, think it was realistic how the white cops treated him. Yeah, even when they found out he was someone important, they still treated him like trash. Right. Only thing I didn't like is how he was like cracking jokes with them at the end. Hey, that's you on the plane. Yeah, yeah in the flesh. I'm like, fuck that dude. That dude was an asshole. Well, he was making fun of him to be. F- I mean, yeah. he was like, it should have been one scene where he got to smack him at least. Like one good smack or karate kick to the, the face. the main guy? Yeah, but he got to beat up. He but got to beat up those other cops, though. It, it he got just to beat up like, like four cops. He did. No, he, he got beat beat to beat up four cops, but the, the dude that ones, was worse to him <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. get any. He just, got, he just made fun of him the whole time. Y'all do yeah. realize that that white cop was meaner or ruder to Wesley Snipes than the white bad guy was? Think, think about it. Think about it. Think about who addressed him with more respect. Think about it. Of course, the, the oh, villain was trying to kill him, but who was the one yeah. really? Then the white his... cop. Then the white cop did respect him because he it. saved the day. Do wait, this nigga had to save right, a before, fucking plane before he saved the day. He was <laughs> remember he was driving with him. He gave him his gun. He was like, because the nigga had just did a shootout with yeah. the plane. No, my yeah, yeah. My man had to literally try to put his life on the line for you to respect him. Like the, the you tell me the bad guy had more respect for Wesley than the cop until Wesley literally. Had to get in a yeah, shootout. The bad guy didn't have respect for Wesley in the beginning. The bad guy hated everybody, but the bad guy didn't treat him like a like 
a, a black dude. He treated like <laughs> oh, a person trying to stop me from killing everybody. <laughs> who do I who literally kept referring Yo, to his color? The that's white so cop. real. You're right. <laughs> that's that so white dude real. hated the everyone equally. <laughs> exactly. That white that white dude didn't care about everyone's lives equally. Who, <laughs> who, who referred to Wesley Snipes the most in the movie? The white cop. The literally the whole time you referred to matter of fact, that white cop believed the villain on the plane. Faster than he believed Wesley, and Wesley showed the nigga his ID. I know, I know. He gave him the ID. I know that was messed up, and that's why I liked it. I liked yeah. that part. No, that part was. The, I mean, how yeah. he handled that situation was great because I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. But still, all right. This is a real quick thing, but before we get it, before we really get into it, do we, we have take to take a little break? We got to talk about this movie more. Of course, I, I thought love we, it. I thought we finished. No, it. I love oh, yeah, we're it. Done, right? We gonna talk about it, baby, because we got to talk about it. <laughs> Why are you so happy? I thought we done. What else is it? He's a passenger. Before we do, we have a quick word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Today we're sponsored by Squarespace. Ooh, Squarespace.com. www.squarespace.com. Okay, James, James we're not we, at the on, end James, yet. We what? just started. We got to talk about how awesome Squarespace is oh, first. Yeah, okay. with the drag and drop tools. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, they have dragon. Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing. Okay, we'll talk about the dragon drop tools. Yeah. Here, listen, if you need to create a website, mm-hmm. yes. and the fact of the matter is, most of us do. Yep. Okay, yes. you live in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not online, technically, you don't exist. It's a weird rule that's been made. Yep. And, you know, you can make websites for so many things. If you're an artist, um, if you're a business owner, if you just want to share, you know, some drawings that you've made, if you want to put on your work resume, if you just want to have fun and put up a website, sell some merch, you know, a website, Squarespace is where you go to create that website. Yes. They have great tools like drag and drop. Oh, they yeah. have templates, beautifully award winning templates that you can choose from. It's so easy. No need for coding or any of that stuff. Nope. Very intuitive. But if you know how to do that HTML, you can do that too. You could do that too. What? And they have hosting. Uh, you can pick your own domain name. Lit up. JamesThirdComedy.com. JohnBraylock.com. Okay. I'm still working on my website. It's a work in progress. Okay, well, so. BlackMenPodcast.com then. We get Hell there. yeah. Listen, we I'm all got websites with Squarespace. It, it is crisp. It is clean. It is amazing. 24-7 customer service. And here's the thing. What? If you use our offer code, and we pray that you do, use our offer code sure and do. not any other podcast. Because if you use another podcast, you're racist. I'm just kidding. But really, you, you should are. use ours. Our offer code, J-U-M-P, jump. If you enter it, you get 10% off your first purchase. How about that? Jump. How about that? Oh, 10%. How about that? www.squarespace.com. J-U-M-P, jump. Offer code. Use it. Make it with Squarespace. All right, we're back. Yeah. Finally. Okay, Passenger 57 starts okay. out. Oh, no. The beginning of this is dope. snoring. No. The beginning, no, the beginning is, is dope. dope as hell. The he dude keeps changing. The, say- the dude is in scrubs. The dude is in scrubs and a bunch of people looking over him. And you're like, why is the patient in scrubs? That doesn't make any sense. Is he a doctor? And somebody stands over him and they're like, you know, all right. They have a nut. Like, he's about to use a scalpel. He's about to get the, you know, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, anesthesia. Anesthesia, and he's like, "No, no anesthesia." And he's like, "But 
we need to. But you need it. We're going to need it for your pain. Take off your face. They're like, we need. You need it for your pain. And he goes, there will be no pain. <laughs> and I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I'm this. I was so confused. Like he. They said they were like they were like. We don't know what's happening yet. We don't know what's happening. We just know we that know this dude is like... know he's the bad guy. We just know like, oh, this dude, like, something's not right. Like, this guy's freaky. Like, he's yeah. kind of scaring us. And then the doctor looks at the, the clock and he's sweating. And you're like, oh, oh, something's up. And then we cut to the FBI and they're like, they got their guns ready. And they're like, all right, he's in there. This dude keeps changing his face. You know, he's a, ter- he's a terrorist. He's, he's, got, he's bombing a bunch of places. This is our only shot to take him down. Yeah. You know. Hell yeah. He, he's in plastic surgery. We got to get him. And then then he goes, doctor, what time is it? What, what? What time is it? It's noon. And then he inexplicably, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, this makes no sense because my, I mean, the question is, why did he? No, he didn't need to plan this plastic surgery. He didn't need. How did to. he know that these cops were coming? And if he knew they were coming at twelve, why did he? Why didn't he set his appointment for earlier? I don't know. Yeah, but, he didn't. This was frustrating to me because these were unnecessary lives lost. But That's he slits that doctor's throat. Didn't need to do that. <laughs> he did not. The cops burst in. He runs away. He jumps out of a window. It's like three stories. Yes. I, I don't get what's happening. And he, he's running he away from the cops. What do you mean? Survive. He survived. He survives by by sliding off of an umbrella. Uh, oh, yep. That and into some chairs. And into some chairs. And then this the cop. And then he gets no, up so in good. seconds. He's gets like a, seconds. some kind of a superhero guy. And then the people are shooting at him. He's like dodging it and he's running or whatever. And then finally. He like a cop car like kind of takes him out. He like goes over it, and a bunch of water bottles spill on the ground, and he's caught. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Wesley we're on a Snipes. plane. Wesley Snipes is robbing, and I'm like, "This is what this movie's about." Were you confused? I got, I got the no. Okay, were, I was. All right, how are you not confused? I was confused. I was like, "This is what this." Mo-? I didn't know. I, I instantly thought it was a training session. Damn. Like the thing is, how? I, because I was like, because I knew he was the good guy. All right. Like it was. Like, I mean, it I just, was like, just, so what I was thinking. So I was developing a, a new plot in my head. I was I like, like this. I was like, okay, he's some kind of a villain, you know? Who? But when he sees that they're hostage takers, he's like, has a heart of gold. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I was like, oh snap! Like that's what's gonna happen. Well. Gerard was right. It was a training yep. session. Whatever. And the woman who was the flight attendant decided to get cute and knee him in the shin or like kick him in the shin so that the other federal marshal who's on the plane could take away his gun. And he's like, never do that. You always listen to the hostage. If you have someone who has a gun to your head, you listen to them. And he's like really adamant about it. He's like like yelling at him. You're like, whoa, like what? Where is this coming from? There's a little backstory mm-hmm. we don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's laying that groundwork. Show is. And she's like, whatever. And he goes off. And then like, then we meet, you know, his part. Well, not his partner. I guess technically his boss. Uh, Sizemore. Yeah, Tom Sizemore, who I love in this movie. I think he's so dope. Yeah, he's great in this. And this character, like, um, 
he's a colleague of some kind. Like he's a he's a boss. Right. He's a co- he's getting him work, um, and, and he's he, like, dude, what what are you doing? You got to get back in the game. Your wife died. It sucks, but you got to get over it. You know, you can't be just doing these training sessions. And he's like, I like these training sessions. And he's like, you're the best in the business. I set up this meeting for you. I hope you're there for yourself, man, for yourself. Cool. Real simple, you know? And then uh, mm. and then he goes to the meeting. <laughs> Yo, he yeah, goes, he, go, he goes to the meeting. I mean, I get this part. This is the classic, uh, I retire, but you're about to get me back in the game. Right. Yeah, and it's cool. It's like, a, you know, he's the what vice he president again? of security or something. He just had to be on the plane? Is that what it was? Like, what was his job? What yeah. Was he- he so why was he on the plane? Yeah, he just he w- they were sending him to L.A. for the like the conference that was going to happen, and he was where was he yeah flying like he was from, New York? he was like not at work. Like, where was he flying from? Like um, I just knew they were in the air, and I was like, where the fuck this? Where are we going? Where are we coming from? Where were they going to? Where no, they where coming are they coming from? from? But where were they going to? Is they were going to L.A. L.A. Oh, I knew that part. Yeah, it must have been somewhere uh, on the East Coast. Let's say Florida. It could have been Florida. Why not? But okay. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I was just wondering. Yeah, it was somewhere in the. And also, did you guys catch all the datedness of, <laughs> uh, you know, flight? Uh, also, like Wesley Snipes at some points like rattles off like there have been like thirty seven like pl- like hostage situations on planes and stuff, and I was like, Good lord, was this really happening? Yeah, in three yeah. years. And but yes, the dataness of security was crazy because Homeboy was just walking him to the plane and could go through. I yeah, mean, I remember those. He remember those days? I have, I honestly do not. I, I don't. Oh, I don't remember it. Remember. Just being a simple metal detector. The, uh, I've only I actually only went on a place on a plane once before nine eleven. TSA technically started after nine eleven. Like you used to be able to walk up to and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure someone on Twitter will. Yeah. But there was homeboy actually stopping it soon, um, which is stupid. But uh, I mean I've. Well, it's like they still had metal detectors and baggage checks, but it was like clearly much more lax. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and clearly much, many more ways in which people could sneak weapons onto a plane because apparently in the 90s, like a hostage situation on a plane was something that people thought about all the time. Yeah. And I guess it had, and he said, I don't know if those statistics were real. Maybe they weren't real, but he was like, every major airline has had a hostage situation except for one. You know which one that is? Israeli air. Because they don't fuck with the Israelis. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn. Okay. That's real. <laughs> Fact. Have you ever flown on Israeli air? Uh, when I went to Israel, they like, they grill you. <laughs> like there's the airport security, which is already intense. I'm talking about like JFK yeah. airport security. And then after you get past that is like, Israel has their own airport security, which you have to go through as well. Wow, I didn't know that at all. And they question you. Like, there are so many questions. And I got taken to the back room and questioned. And then, right. They, 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 hey, John, you got gloved? You went to that back room, though, Yeah, they gloved John, yo. You went to the, to the back room, though? gloved. No, you know what the glove is, right? That's when they got checked. No, I don't, because I did. I've never gotten gloved. I've been I've been gloved, but not to the to the degree to been, which you, you're talking you about. Been, you been you're talking about prostate again? Yeah, yeah. He's talking about he's talking about being fingered. I, but I have been wow, but I have been glo- I have had someone need to pat me down like excessively, <clears throat> and it was 
I hate oh, it. I, I stay getting back down. After that black dude did that diaper bomb on the plane, I flew like two days later. See, definitely brother, got gloves. Brother? Definitely got gloves. When brother? he walked through the airport security, that black woman's checking him out. And then he and then uh, Tom Sizemore was like, man, how do you do it? Like, w- women falling all over for you and you're and you're still and you're just still super cool and he goes man it's a black thing it's a black thing was this written for a black dude i couldn't figure that out like was this made like, i don't was know it i feel like there are four black references that even if it wasn't written for a black guy it was very easy for them to no no for sure it just, i don't know four white dudes wrote it so i don't know if it was originally written for a black person probably not but I bet there was sure a black I bet there was it. a rewrite that happened when yeah. they knew it was Wesley Snipes. Uh, Leo, this is Wesley Snipes, cool. Oh, Let's comment on his blackness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and yeah, it go gets to the plane and tells him there's a surprise waiting for him. Did we ever figure out what that surprise was? Nope. No, and he was like, "Call me on the when you get to the other end. Like, like call me LA. when you land. I have yeah. a surprise. There was a, there's a surprise right. for you. So we never got. That. So we never knew what the surprise was. Right. They just said that just to set Wesley up for the line. Is this was this what the surprise was? Right. But I don't remember that part either. Yeah. Well, because he thinks that the surprise is the, the, the convict on, on the, the plane. on the plane. They're like none of us knew that this was going to happen. Um, the FBI could do whatever they want. Snipes. He he also has that line where he says something like, "You put a you put a <laughs> you put an air terror a uh, like a a bomb whatever he said oh. like an air terrorist on a plane. What about a bus or a train or something like that?" Oh yeah, I don't you know what I'm talking about. I don't remember that. Yep, one. yep, yep. But this happens like right. Kind of happens right away, right? Like basically, like they get on. He gets on the plane. Bruh. And yeah, it's really you know, short. And the gr- I don't the, remember anything. The the the, the, flight, attendant the flight attendant is there, and he's like, "Okay," and then and then she like, does the the classic uh, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58. <laughs> it's like a moment. It's a very weighted moment. Does she not like Michael Jackson? You? I don't even mean that as a diss. Does she not resemble Michael? You know, Jackson? not in this movie. But I was just looking her up on IMDb, and the first two pictures, like of her now. Like she still look, yeah, straight up look like Michael Jackson, Mike in the eighties. According to IMDb, it was originally a vehicle for Sylvester Stallone. Of course it was. Yeah, was that every was every <laughs> late eighties, early nineties movie that didn't star Sylvester Stallone was action turned movie down by was yeah was okay. It was hilarious that the old woman that she that the flight attendant sits him next to. Mistakes him for Arsenio Hall. Right. That was so funny. Yeah. Did you not laugh at that? That was hilarious. Honestly, when she started doing the woo, I was like, honestly, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm trying to be nice. I did. Everything about this movie, I was like, please. But you didn't like the woo, woo. In 1992, that kills. When they all woo, woo, I clapped. And especially in 1992, at the, like, Arsenio Hall is the man. It's a gr- it's like a great bit for exactly that time. No, you're probably right. I just was like, <laughs> I was just unimpressed. First the Arsenio and now this, he says. <laughs> Those are the two things that were bad about the flight. <laughs> the woman thinks he's Arsenio, and then a terrorist takes over. <laughs> First Arsenio, now this. First Arsenio, now this. <laughs> Did you peep that he was reading The Art of War? Yes. Yeah, but that's one of Wesley's favorite books. I think in real life, 
That's I thought that was cool. That's also let you know Wesley Snipes could probably legit kill somebody. Yep. I ain't messing with that dude. Mm-mm. Not today. The beginning of this is fun, but why is he talking so loud in the bathroom? My man know. is talking full voice. On the phone? <laughs> on the phone. First of all, I was just like, wait, time out. <laughs> how many, how big is this place? There's like seven. There's like six terrorists. Mm-hmm. There's, wait, hold on. Let me, let's, just, let's just count. You got Elizabeth Hurley. You got the main dude. You got uh, the dude with the ponytail. You got mm-hmm. the dude with the long locks. You got the dude with the the white, like du- like nerdy looking dude. Yeah, yeah. And you got the dude downstairs. Mm-hmm. There are six terrorists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is zero chance that they could not all post up at a spot <laughs> and see literally everything, everything. <laughs> on this planet. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Like, but no, they were somewhere else. But like they the one dude, like he kept like peeking out. He kept like peeking. Also, like when you take over a plane, like. Shouldn't the first thing you do, like after everyone's settled, is like check the bathroom? None of this, none of this moment made any sense. It didn't make any sense. He peeked out, looked. He at, peeked out back, so many times at him, and the door moved. The door moved enough for that when he peeks out again, and the guy's walking towards him. It's like the guy must see him. Like, why are you still inside? Also, if he sees the phone. Also, shouldn't have name. that anymore. What? The like phone on the plane like that, where you like put your credit card in the slot or something, and it makes it work. No, I haven't seen a phone on a plane. I mean, they probably still have. Something I think the flight like attendants that. probably have one. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so he calls. He calls Sizemore back on the ground, and he tells them that there's a terrorist in the air, and they're like, okay, and they're scrambling, and you know, and then he gets found out that he's in the bathroom, but he. Uh, he not he like kind of knocks that dude out like it's just, this is our first like action kind of scene he like bangs his head on like the toilet dude gets the blue stuff all water all over him puts a gun to his head oh but before this we did learn about the backstory the how his wife died yes mm-hmm. and his wife died but at a convenience store during a robbery and the 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 robber was like yo put your gun down or the woman dies. So he put puts the, the gun, gun down. down. He's like, go ahead. Nobody needs He's like, no one, you know, I don't, I don't want to hurt. I don't want to do, I'll do whatever you say. And then the guy's just like, shouldn't have stopped me in the first shouldn't place. Try to st- He's like, I won't, I won't stop you. I won't try to stop you. You shouldn't try to stop me in the first place. Kills his wife. Kills her. The only thing I didn't like about this, that he goes down the ground and he's crying. And then he says, it's not that bad. I thought about that. I thought about that. And I was like. He probably was trying to touch himself. You got to edit that out. No, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to put that on Wesley. That's on the editor. You got to edit that no, joint out. Now he's trying to convince himself. No, I on, think that him. was him trying to convince. That's what I've, I've made. I, that's what I said. He's trying, trying to convince, to convince himself. himself. Like, it's not that bad. It's going to be all right. Because then the next she thing he does shot is he like cries. I know, but he was like, he was trying to like, okay, we can do this. <laughs> the next sound that comes out of his mouth is like a cry. Okay. So it seemed like he was like, it didn't seem like he thought that everything was going to be all right. Like it was okay. It was I like, know, but is that a thing? That, okay. Maybe that's why, a thing that somebody he, would say. Because he was talking to her. He was talking to her. You know what I mean? Like he was really talking to her. He wasn't talking like, you know what I mean? I felt it. Okay. <laughs> okay. This was also the mad jazz scene and he was like punching Yo, the punching bag and, then and doing his little the karate scene, The jazz, the, the okay, shirtless. but then the, the saxophone the stays, it lingers for, 
Yo, the saxophone in that moment lingers for so long. I don't remember, I like, no, I don't remember no shirtless scene at all. Yo, it was, was shirtless. So, I almost, la- I mean, this is just because it was dated, but I almost laughed the saxophone lingered for so much. It was just like, and he's always dealing with the death of his like It was like, it was like the, the sound of the saxophone was the memory. Uh, 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 <laughs> it, okay, it's not funny, but it made, uh Okay, and so <laughs> we got we got to the, the, the so then the bad the guy yet? the bad guy he's like put the gun down he's like he's like put the gun down or I'll kill this dude he's like I have no oh, I'll kill your friend I have no friends he picks up another guy puts a gun to his a head flight, uh, like a, a customer yeah passenger and he and he, uh, passenger fifty seven no I'm just kidding and then he uh, <laughs> he asks him you know do you have a any children he says I have a daughter and he's like he's like look at this 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 daughter. There's a little girl out there who had a father until you try to stop me. And then he kills that dude. He has a flashback. Let me tell you what's so wild about that, though. Maybe because I've seen so many action movies. In my mind, at that point, it's fucked up. But once he shoots the passenger and the passenger drops, I'm like, cool, open, boom. I'm going to shoot you and this dude. Because like, he got the yeah. guy like, because that's the moment in the movie where it's like, well, I think the reason that they showed the flashback was to show like, oh, he paused, he paused, and when he paused, the guy grabbed another passenger. And also, if he does, if he if he shoots him because he's because cl- he's clear, Elizabeth Hurley had the other flight attendant at gunpoint, so she ain't fuck with him no way. But she, but she ain't fuck with him. So it's like, shh, all right. But if but if Wesley shot. If Wesley shot him, she would have shot her. She didn't fuck with probably him? not. She would have probably shot at Wesley, but oh, but then Wesley could have used Wesley could have used the dude in front of him as a shield. It's true, but I think the whole point is that that like he hesitated because he had a flashback. Okay, that makes sense. That and makes then sense. she that grabbed, sense. and then he grabbed another another passenger. Uh, but then what happened? Like, oh, she, oh, mm. is it that she hits what she hits Elizabeth Hurley, and then wait, what happens? How does how does he get out of this? I know they that up, they end I know, up running. I know that the dude, I know that the main bad guy winds up killing the person that Wesley is holding. I know that happened. Oh, and I think at that point, that's when the girl hits Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, they and both, they run, both run. And then they. Maybe, but then maybe that's just it. He goes, I hate him. He says something like, I hate incompetence. <laughs> then he shoots that guy. You're right. And then in that. In that scuffle, scuffle, he runs with the other flight. You're right. Attendant. He says, I hate incompetence. He kills his own person. Then they go downstairs. And, and then my man I would never a trust henchman in so many movies. <laughs> never trusting that dude. It was just like, yo, what was look funny at his was eyebrows. Like they, 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 they trusted him, but then like <laughs> he he like didn't he used his one opportunity of surprise terribly yeah he like got a knife and was just like i think we should listen to him <laughs> and then just pulled out a knife and i was like you should have said that while stabbing wesley <laughs> not to square up against no him. but then how else would wesley have known and how else would wesley well, have <laughs> this is the first time we get to see wesley like kind of really do his martial arts also yeah. i wanted to see wesley knock people out i felt like every time he got in a fight he won but it wasn't like he handled like people kept getting up. Yeah, he, he did knock this guy out. He knocked him out a couple times. And I did, and I did like that. You know, this is this is still pre me thinking, be me being somewhat over the movie because it was like all of that stuff happened upstairs, and then downstairs he immediately gets into after a second of being like, oh okay, 
he immediately gets into another fight. And I was like, oh, this is okay. This is movie's moving. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that. But it it felt like because this plane was a, just a plane, uh, they had they only had the two moves. It was like yeah. the thing in the bathroom. They go downstairs. They have the fight downstairs, and they're like, oh, that, well, now that's it. <laughs> like, what else can we do? And then they go, well, why don't we land the plane? <laughs> they literally are like, well, we ran out of. And then, but then, but they also. We ran out of things to do. But they could have, but, but a fun thing that's happening is they're like, we have to land here. And they're like, we're not equipped. We can't. There's no, there's no way to do it. And they're just like, make it happen. And then it just happens. Like, it just happens fine. I, I think like, the idea was that the runway was small, so it would be a hard landing, but not an impossible landing. Yeah, like, it, like it would have been so cool but if it was right. like... But you're right. Like, when they landed, there was not that much tension. Yeah, if, like, yeah. if there was some way, you know, like, the Ferris wheel is right by the... <laughs> Can I tell y'all when I was over this movie? By the way, they Can only I had $15 million to make this. Right. That's Can true. I tell y'all when I was over this movie? When were you over this? When the plane landed. I mm-hmm. was like, all right, didn't expect them to land in the middle of the movie. They better not go back in the air. <laughs> oh, of course they're going to go back in the air. Yeah, it's, pass- it's called Passenger 57. No, they, they had to go back. They shouldn't have landed. He's Passenger 57. They shouldn't have landed. No, they, they had landed. to go Turbulence back Turbulence stays in the air. That Liam Neeson movie mm-hmm. stays in the air for most of the time. Air Force One. Is that Liam Neeson, Leeson, Liam Neeson movie good? Lapita's in it. I haven't seen it. Uh, snakes on a plane. I love how that you just snakes on a plane. <laughs> completely. Yeah, we should. Question. <laughs> yeah, is it good? Snakes on a plane. Stay there. <laughs> You're right. But snakes on a plane had snakes on a plane, and that yeah. plane had two decks. That plane was ginormous. Yeah, that was a plane. great plane. And that's the same thing with Air Force One. Is that Air Force One is Air Force One? So yeah. there were like all these different rooms and stuff. Like, and there were levels. Like yeah. in this movie, it was just a regular airline. Like, oh. A regular jumbo jet, like it, there were no levels. It was just straight through, and there's a there's a you know bottom where the luggage is, and that was it. So, and I think that's because it only it only cost them, you know, yeah, but they only like fifteen million dollars. Like, what if like say they tried to land but they couldn't? There was some like there was some hanging action going on. He he beats up the dude that goes down there. So it's like, oh, cool. Now they have to go back up because they can't land. They're going to try to land somewhere else. I was confused as to why the bad guys never tried to go downstairs after. Except for when the f- bad guy finally did when they were about to land. Mm-hmm. And then when that happened, I was like, why didn't he just wait, shoot him? One, they could <clears throat> go down here the entire time. And then two, why didn't Wesley Snipes monitor that situation at all. Like, you just assumed they were never going to come down? Why did the, they didn't board the door? Also, the bad guy just looked at him, didn't shoot. Yeah, that it didn't make Why any sense. Why didn't he shoot? That said, this cop's stuff was the coolest stuff. It was cool. I did, you know, it was to interesting. Me. I thought the, I thought the, the, the cop missed not trusting him. You know, you know what? That. You know what? This movie was better off just focusing on that cop. It should have been called, instead of Passions of 57, Black men in America. And you know what the whole point of the movie is? Just to fucking survive. You know what I'm saying? Here's a, here's a no, quote. No, hit me out, okay, John. Okay, fine. Hit me out. Let me set up the movie for y'all. Let me set up the movie for y'all. Okay. Wesley Snipes, retired anti-terrorist dude, all right? Just going to the airport trying to do his damn thing. Plane comes down. They see one black dude on the plane. Oh, man, why are you sitting in first class? Uh, you know, bought a ticket. Arrest him. <laughs> Let me tell you why they arrest him. Immediately he arrest him. 
Look, I bought a ticket. Arrest him. <laughs> the whole movie, this whole exchange with this white cop is him just being like, "Hey, man, look at my wallet. I'm telling you, it's true." Did they try to yeah. follow up with it? No. Mm-mm. So my thing is, just make the movie what it is. That's a scary ass movie. Just it a is. black man trying to survive who know karate. You know, it's, I was thinking a in nigga this, who know karate, James. <laughs> that's a threat. That's a fucking. That's threat. the title of the movie: A nigga who know karate. <laughs> Let my man just try to make it through Wesley a mall. Snipes is a nigga who know karate. That's it. Sorry, I was thinking, you know, at first when they were on the, when he was walking through the, um, there is a horror movie scene in this movie. It's when, it's when they're walking through the fair and then he walks into that, into that room where it's just square dancing and yo, like, terrifying. yo, terrifying. it's, it's a frightening scene. He's just walking in and just hear like, ding, 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 ding. And then they're just like doing square dancing and he's like walking around like the the move the, the camera is like cinema verite, like moving around like it's not a steady cam at all. And like there's someone stalking him, but he doesn't know who it is because it's just white people everywhere. Yeah. He doesn't know. I'm going to tell you how crazy that shit is. My parents live in the South. I went to a Golden Corral once. Walked in, only black people there. And I was like, you know what? And matter of fact, only black people there. A lot of the older white people had on Confederate hats. And I was like, you know what? This ain't the place for us. And walked right the fuck back out. <laughs> That's some scary shit. Because again, Definitely. the Confederate flag, and y'all just eating? Y'all just eating cornbread and shit, looking at me as I walk in here with my parents? Their heritage. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. What were you saying? I just want to say this quote from the movie where... Uh, where West Slips goes, I'm the good guy. I'm the head of security. And then the chief says, in my position, what would you do if you were me? What would you do? And West Slips goes, kill myself. Kill myself. <laughs> that lie was fire. It was great. No, that right. lie you was right. fire. You right. You right. Kill myself. You right. 100%. 100%. I was like, damn. Like, that was, hey, honestly, Bet on Black is the one that people say, but Kill Myself was the best <laughs> line in the movie. Just hands down the best line in the, in the movie. <laughs> oh, man. I loved it. Um, there were so many. That ugh, that guy was doing so many sexual entendres. Oh, that was funny when he when in the beginning of the little kid was like, pew, pew. And then he like raises up his, hand, his handcuffs on. He's like, <laughs> and the kid's just like, oh. I ain't like that little kid. I ain't like his mom either. Damn, what was wrong? What was wrong with his mom? Wrong with his his mom? mom seemed mean. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't like this mom. His mom, this mom was just concerned no, about no, the, no. Before that the even happened, it. before that oh. even happened, I was like, Mm-mm, I don't fuck with this mom. <laughs> you know, that mom is the person who's gonna ask to see the manager. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely like, her. First off, she did. You know what you ordered? You know what you ordered? You need to see the manager. You went to fucking McDonald's. What you want? You want the you want the ice cream machine to work? How the fuck you come to McDonald's? She is the only person who asked if the convict was safe. Like also, she's the only one. Also, what type of dumbass question is that? No, that nigga just got handcuffs on. <laughs> they ain't got no guns. He ain't in the front by himself. Matter of fact, let me tell you another thing that makes me crazy about this movie. Yeah, is that this villain is in first class. No, he wasn't in first class. That was first class. Was it first? That class? was first class, yo. That was first class. Was it? Yes, the, it was first class. He was in the front. Wesley was in the back. Well, he, he honestly was number 57. Now that I think about it, yeah, of course he should be in first class. You, you got you to gotta separate him from people. You know what I mean? Put that nigga down below. 
Let's drop him down. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Why not? It's cruel and unusual. Yeah, only they one, put, only put, one no, person is down No, there. they put the animals on there. Put that motherfucker down there. Oh, that's fair. <sighs> okay. Bring the dogs up and put him <laughs> down there. He was in first class. Wesley in the back. I mean, it is fair. To do do y'all see what Wesley had to go through in this movie? This movie that y'all like. I, I know, but Wesley that's the point. Y'all, you but that's know the point. I like that's that why movie. you like it. That's why, like, that's what happens. The action hero is like, oh, I got to go through all this. I got to go through all this bull crap and then save the day. You know, and then he like yep. he beats up all these white officers, which is really cool. And then uh, he steals a motorcycle and he breaks through the gate. Don't remember any of this. Oh, yeah, come on. yeah. He stole a this was cool. He I thought this was cool. He stole the motorcycle. The cops immediately go after just him. I thought it was a very nice commentary on America. Um, yeah. And then finally, the FBI gets there. There's a black dude who's in charge of the FBI, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And he was like, "If you, if you're." Cops lay one finger on him, like you better be searching for a new job or something like that. They still don't get. Uh, and so they realize, oh, this dude is on our side. But blah, they still grab him up at one point. Before that, he said, if that guy goes out, gets out of line, you shoot him. But in the leg, though, he might be telling the truth. <laughs> that was funny. I like that. <laughs> I was. That felt like the actor added that. Yeah, yeah. There are some lines in the script I was like, this line is too good for this script. <laughs> the writer didn't write this. This writer I mean, didn't write this. <laughs> In the leg, though, he might be telling the truth. That was funny. That was good. Uh, yeah. Then we get to our to James and Gerard's favorite set piece at a, a, um, a well, county fair. You gotta what stop, <laughs> bro. Why are we even? Were are we not done? Where they're pushing each other over. I, also, almost done. The only thing that I, the only thing that was kind of confu- confusing about this was that uh, the main bad guy says something to the extent of, like, look for find like find transportation. I'll handle John Connor or whatever. Cutter. Cutter. I'll handle Cutter. But then the other guy. The other guy handles Cutter. Cutter first. He's the guy who is following Cutter and doing a very good job of tailing him. (laughs) So I was like, wait, did this plan get reversed? (laughs) Also, then then we have the the merry-go-round. Was he the only black dude at the fair? No, I was was looking because at first I was like, at first I was like, is this about to be the reason why we can't have a black James Bond or a black uh, Batman? Bro, we're never getting it. They stick out like a sore thumb among a group of white people. But then as he got further into the fair, we saw more black people. But at first, for the first 10 minutes of him at the fair, there's, he's the only black guy. But then as he keeps going, you start to see like black families and stuff. And I was I also expecting there to be a bunch of times where they would go up to the few black, because it wasn't like a ton of black people, the few black dudes with the same haircut as Wesley, like grabbing them going, oh, okay, no, it's not him. Like, also, also, I'm going to mad about this movie, and I know this is very nitpicky, but I got to say it because it bothered me the first five minutes. I almost forgot about it until you brought that up. Why didn't get my man a decent fade? <laughs> like straight up. They didn't blend it. They didn't blend it. He went from skin to a little bit, but it wasn't blended. It wasn't like a smooth I mean, blend. That's on, that's it was on. straight lines. But maybe he ain't want. Nah, nigga. Ain't no <laughs> black man in America is going to say, hey, yo, hey, bro, give me the skin and then just get the head to the top. You blend it. <laughs> it's the early 90s, you, you know? No, bro. You, that's when it was popping. That's when the fade was the thing. You ain't going to blend my hair, bro. John, that's like you going to get your hair cut, right? Uh-huh. And like John got curls, people at home. That's like John going in and being like, hey, hey, y'all see these curls? Fuck the curls. <laughs> and now you got patches of curls everywhere. Like that a is... Dalmatian. It's silly. It's silliness. You're right. 
You right. That's like that's like a that's like a black woman saying, "Hey, you know what? My edges don't lay them." <laughs> I know. I that's probably on Wesley. Don't you don't think? lay my edges. Hey. No, I know Wesley probably was like, you know what, man? I'm a black dude. This is a great opportunity. I can't say nothing. But they fuck it up my head. Just like the director was black. You know Wesley Snipes did all his own stunt stunts? What stunts did he do? All of them in this? He stunts? hung from the end of the plane. When I was and watching then that fell plane, down and rolled out. When I was watching that plane thing, I was like, he definitely did this in real life. Because here's the thing about it. Cinematically, didn't look that interesting. But the reality of what he was doing yeah. is super scary and dangerous. Yeah. But, but especially for us today, we look at that and we're just like, oh, this is boring. Because Tom Cruise, when Tom Cruise does his stunts, oh he's hey, doing don't, it. Don't you, don't you, don't you no, pull I love Tom him. Cruise. But what I'm saying is when he's doing that, he's doing him on wires and stuff like that. Yeah. Like Wesley probably like did this for real. Like no wires. Like he wasn't, you know what I mean? Like he jumped out of a moving plane <laughs> or a moving vehicle of some sort. Yeah, but... And he jumped from a car to a plane on yeah. plane wheels. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's that scary. is crazy. There, there, sorry, there were stunt, there were set pieces. Honestly, bro, I can't think of one set piece. No, they did. I mean, they did. But they were of- on the driveway, of the runway, and he's driving the car, and he had to hang out of the car and jump onto the plane wheels. Can I tell you? He also scary? rolled out of the way of the plane wheels. Can I tell you what's scarier uh, yeah, than first that? First dropout. That was crazy. I'm gonna tell you what's scarier than that. Okay. <laughs> being in DC. <laughs> being in DC, Blizzard of 96, but you you ain't got no cables, so you wanna wrestle, right? So you're like, fuck it, let's go outside, let's wrestle. You try to hit somebody with the Swanton bomb, but then you realize when you bomb them, all right, into the snow, they go all the way down to the snow, but right next to their head is a goddamn um 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 it's what's the the, 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 fire, hydrant? the fire hydrant. Nick that is got, scary. That's some scary shit. That's yeah, okay. scary. I don't but know if it's scarier than, than this. And it is reckless. Wait, anybody ask you was it reckless or not? Okay, jumping out of a damn Nobody plane. Asked that's you reckless. That's reckless. Jumping, out, reckless. jumping out of a plane for a mediocre stunt. That's reckless. A mediocre stunt? They got Listen, this they, is were, they were kind of in on him. You have you seen, see. have you seen Die Hard? <laughs> Die Hard came out in 88. I know. Yeah. They have a little bit more of a budget. Some stunts. Did it? It had 28 million. I looked it up. But think about it though. I mean, like, you know, if he didn't do his own stunts, the movie probably wouldn't have been nearly as I mean, I didn't love all of this stuff, but like it wouldn't have been nearly as cool. Well, they, he they gets push back onto in. that plane. You, you like see it. And yeah. then he kills that dude. Yeah. And then Elizabeth Hurley gets knocked out. Yep. And then they're like, there's only one more guy. And then he fights him. And then that's it. <laughs> Somewhat anticlimactic. I, when the movie ended, when the fight was done, how does it? He, he throws him out of the. He, he blows, throws him, blows him out. I remember out that he falls all the way out of the thing. That's crazy. And then the oh, and then the plane just lands. The plane just lands, and he's like, which I don't understand because I feel like if a door, the exit door of a plane, got sucked out of the plane, mm-hmm. I feel like that does something bad. Yeah. They, they also would, were they, smiling. I was like, don't they all have to put on oxygen masks? Isn't like all the oxygen gone from this? Yeah, yes, John. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. John, you're right. And also like, isn't the force, like the suction force, like really, really... They could have... Strong? They could have... Well, I mean, you know, sometimes cabin... I don't know. Pressure? So Yeah, sometimes cabin pressure is compromised and planes can land. I don't mm. know if to that degree, though. You know, I don't know either. I don't know if to that degree they can land and it's fine, but... It, isn't there something about, like, 
if there's like if the cabin pressure gets out of whack and like a gun goes off, couldn't that explode? explode the plane? Yep, yep. Is that right, a real John. thing or is that yep. a thing that I learned from movies that's not real? You probably learned it from um, MythBusters. Is it real? Could explode the whole plane? Well, the one thing that I know is a window can break, and the plane will need to do an emergency landing, but uh, like it won't like just completely lost, break apart, and then everyone's. I mean, the door fell off that. Job. But that, but right, exactly. I don't know anything of you as know far what? as that. I think. <laughs> Wait, before we finish. We have to say the, f- the final thing, which is he gets the girl. He does get the girl. Does he, though? Yeah. He says, he's like, how you doing? Single, but I'm working on it. First of all, when was he working on it? Can you believe it? <laughs> Can you believe it? He said, what's, he said, what's your status? Oh, yeah, yeah. Single, but I'm working on it. <laughs> yes, I can believe Yes, I believe that. This is an action movie. What the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) Literally, like, like we had like a dozen people die today. A dozen. No, we had, we had. He has to. We had to crack a joke. At least six federal officers, a an airplane pilot. No, he needs to. (laughs) Two passengers. And like five terrorists died today. Yeah, but he survived. <laughs> yeah, he, he survived. Did. He needs to get his action movie joke at the end. And that's what he, if anyone steps to him, that's what he says. Also, I was Do you like, know what I went through to get to say this? <laughs> also, I was like, man, my man didn't even get a chance to like woo her. You know what I'm saying? For her to grow to like him. You know what I mean? She should have, if she would have got off the plane with him. Infinitely better movie. I'm just saying, like, she didn't get a chance to, like, actually fall in love with that dude. Well, they, you know, they, yeah, you're right. They, well, they had some time bonding down there, and then they were like, but you're right. There wasn't, like, literally, he gets kicked off the plane. She saves him, and then he's back to save the day. The only, the, there, yeah. What happens when they get, when he gets back on the plane with them? Like, he doesn't see her. That's the thing. He doesn't see her until the end where he saves her. Yeah. So, like, it's not even like, He's like, hey, man, I'm back. Shh, keep it quiet. And she can have the moment of smiling and be like. They didn't oh. have a relationship in this, in no. this movie. No. If but anything. Then they walk, and then the, the cop comes over and he says, it's a long ride. You want to wanna walk or you want to ride? And they go, walk. And then he goes, it's five miles. And then he's like, they're like, okay. I'm going to tell you something. That's and, then he, and then he goes, oh, and do you have my gun? And then what's his life just goes, ha, 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 ha. That's it. <laughs> and, the, and, the and I was like, you couldn't just say it fell out when I was on the runway. He just laughs and then keeps walking. Yeah. But I kind of like that because I was like, he just gave this, he just disrespects this cop the rest of the movie. <laughs> and the cop just is like, oh, John Cutter. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> it's kind of funny. All right. All right. Um, I, I, I would do. Um, I dare Hollywood, but honestly, y'all, if y'all can tell my voice is gone, and I don't think I would make it through a dear Hollywood. Um, so I'm gonna simply say it's this I'm gonna leave y'all with this little piece of knowledge, okay? Is that this movie should have just been black man in America. You ain't had to put him on no plane. Or if you'd have made this movie, just make the movie about him having to go against the cops to prove he's a decent human being. hundred percent better movie. Uh, see, my boy's already leaving. Sorry, I got that nose. <laughs> I told you I was gonna keep going.
I mean, so here's oh, just no. my. That's it. You're t- I just have a question. I told you I can't. You won't go through. I just have a question. All right, wait. Before you, okay. Go oh, before ahead, I ask go my ahead. question, I just I was gonna I was gonna say what actually happens if a bullet blows out a window. Oh, great! This is I got this from How Stuff Works. If the bullet blows out a window, that's a problem, a big one. When the window blows, the plane will depressurize over the course of several seconds. Since all of the air in the cockpit is rushing toward the missing window, a lot of debris will be heading in that direction with it. If the person sitting next to the window isn't strapped in, then it's possible that he or she will get pushed out. Another good reason to wear a safety belt at all times. Which is also why if you notice the the third pane inside the window, the one with the little hole, is there to keep the pressure from, you know. Right. In the meantime, the loss of cabin pressure pressurization creates a problem for everyone on the plane. Commercial airline flying at 30,000 feet is flying slightly higher than the peak of Mount Everest. The air at this altitude is so thin that a person will become incoherent in a matter of a minute or so without supplemental Ooh. oxygen. That's why they have oxygen masks. If the bullet hits wiring or worse, if the bullet hits something important like the instrumental panel in the cockpit, it could cause problems that range from trivial to severe. The damage depends on what gets hit and how important it is. Finally, there's the problem of the fuel tanks. Commercial jets store a lot of fuel in their wings, but there are blah, blah, for example, 747. Bullet were to puncture a tank, it would at least cause a leak and would have some potential to cause an explosion. All right, that's all. Okay. What you got to say, James? Well, I just had a question. What's your question? So, who would win in a fight? Wesley Snipes. You think between John Cutter, not just Wesley Snipes, I mean specifically John Cutter and Hancock. Hancock. You think Hancock? I think John Cutter. No, 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 time out. You think Cutter? I I think Blade. think. (laughs) It is a fact that Hancock would win in a fight. I'm I think saying, John Cutter would turn into Blade. So uh, Wait, John Cutter would turn into Blade? No, that's not a thing that can happen. I don't think that can it happen. It is. It is. I mean, I mean John Cutter, I mean jumping from from plane wheels. You know, Blade don't die. <laughs> but I'm not talking about Okay, first of all, Blade can die. And second of all, Hancock can't die. Is there there's no known weaknesses for Hancock. Blade would chop over. But his I'm head. saying he's got bulletproof skin. Blade would chop over. He his can head. fly. He's got super strength. But does he no, know martial he's got arts? Though? Bulletproof skin. Does he know martial? Blade arts? would suck his blood, become more. Powerful he's not Blade, but he's not Blade in this one. He's not. You, you, you always Blade. He's always Blade. I think. I think it's one of those things where, like, you know how the Power Rangers say it's morphing time. Once John um, John Cutter starts losing, turns into Blade. Hancock done. Okay. It's not a real thing. All right. I say, you know, I'm, you know, I, I think what would happen is, I think what would happen is they would have one of those moments like when the Hulk and somebody of equal strength, like when they punch each other and it makes like a, boom, you know, and like it's this equal, it's like the equal thing and they blow back because they had equal force. It's time for the cause. We rate and review <laughs> films not based on how much we liked, but Blagal. whether or not. They serve the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. It's like when they both hit. And then Blade going. It's like the same. You know, it's like there's pushback. And then Blade went. It's like. A, if we believe the film fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. Yup. If we think it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. Yeah. If we think, hey, man, this film didn't help the cause at all. We don't give it anything. So, going to throw up our ratings for this movie. Shit. Passenger 57, starring Wesley Snipes, on the count of three. One, two, three. That doesn't make any sense. But two black fists, <laughs> one white palm. Uh, I gave this movie a white palm. 
This why? is Gerard How? Milligan. <laughs> Just give you, I gave Gerard Milligan gave this movie a white this palm. Is, this is Gerard Milligan. Now, the only reason this movie got, there's only two reasons why I gave the movie a palm and not nothing. Oh One, because I really love Wesley Snipes, so it was hard for me to give him nothing. Two, it's because technically we got Wesley Snipes' action hero out of this, so it means we got Blade. But also I think Wesley Snipes is more than just like the action hero dude. I think, I think Wesley Snipes is just a good actor. So like, again, I'm happy he had this opportunity. It's great. The script was weak. This movie was boring. Honestly, listening to John and James talk about this movie made me hate it even more. Um, there are parts they're talking about <laughs> that I watched this movie. Matter of fact, I remember watching this movie and not doing anything else. And I still ended up forgetting half the shit that happened, apparently. Um, the only thing I really liked about the movie is that the racist white cop was there and wasn't nice to him because I thought that was pretty real. Um, the woman who reminds me of Michael Jackson distracted me, maybe because I watched it on Michael Jackson's birthday. So maybe that was a thing. Um, what else? I hated. <laughs> Excuse me. I hated his haircut. He did not blend his fade. It was so disrespectful. <laughs> He's way too handsome for that. Mm. That's it. All right. I gave this movie a fist because it obviously deserves a fist. Bullshit. Because even if it is a dated action film, generic action film, it's still an action film starring a black man who gets to beat up some white cops. You know, the script wasn't so great, but Wesley Snipes was awesome. And it set the tone, man. It allowed him to become an action hero. Because of this movie, we got Blade. You know, because of this movie, we got uh, Wesley Snipes in The Art of War, even though that's not a good movie. <laughs> you know he got to he got to face against uh sylvester stallone and demolition man you know so wesley snipes is dope man he ruled the 90s he still got to do a bunch of other stuff yep. uh, and people were like oh yeah black people can be action stars and more than just black people will watch those movies you know it doesn't have to be a black exploitation film the black action hero doesn't have to be cleaning up you know drugs on the street he could be fighting terrorists too so you know, that's why I gave Passenger 57 a fist. I gave Passenger 57 a fist for the same reasons that Bray gave it a fist. Bullshit. Because Wesley Snipes mm. is a straight-up action hero. Mm. And he is a, you know, it's not like, oh, let's make a huge deal out of the fact that he's black. But you know what? We're not going to be ashamed of the fact that he's black. We're going to always bet on black. We're going to have... We gonna have Black man jumping out of planes, hanging on plane wheels, doing martial arts like a straight up badass. He got a he got a fine black chick that he's, I guess, in a relationship with. They don't they don't do enough to talk about that, but but we get to see black love happening, and, and it's a black director, and it's just like oh, passing the fifty seven, oh, you know what I'm talking about. For that reason. Uh, okay. Well, we did it. Passenger 57. Wow. Some of y'all were like, yeah. Thank you, John. And some of y'all were like, why don't y'all do Blade 2? Screw you, Gerard. No. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're going to be doing Blade 2. Finally. Directed Blade by Guillermo two. del Toro. Starring mother freaking Wesley Snipes. Going to yep. conclude our Wesley Snipes miniseries for now. Don't worry about other movies. Yes, at some point we'll probably do Jungle Fever. We're just not doing it right now. So okay. there's some other trilogies too. I feel like we need to do a, um, a black actress next. You know what I mean? Maybe like Holly Berry. Yep. Yeah. Or 
Let's do it. <clears throat> you know, get some stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. Uh, you can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. Please rate and review us on <laughs> iTunes. Give us five stars. If you rate and review us on iTunes, give us five stars. We will read your review live on the air. How about that? Cheer. You can follow me personally at John Braylock, J-O-N-B-R-A-Y-L-O-C-K. James? You can follow me at James Third Comedy. James Third Comedy. Dot com. Third is 3RD. Um, I think I regressed on social media, so I got rid of Instagram, but I got Twitter. So tweet. You at got Dry Milligan. rid of Instagram? It started messing up my mood. You know what I mean? You. Like, it just felt so fake. I'm like, ugh. All I'm doing is comparing my life to how, like how great my friends were skydiving. I feel you. Like y'all ain't got no goddamn job. How the hell you stay on trips? Damn. <laughs> Shit. Also, we wasn't meant to be in the sky like that. <laughs> hell no. That's what we got the ground for. That's what the ground is here for. Also, didn't you that just go on vacation? Is that Arturo? Because mm-hmm. I saw that too. Uh, I was like, come on, brother. Um, I didn't see it. Also, <laughs> if you are in New York City, come on by uh, every Monday except for the third Monday of the month. Uh, Astronomy Club performs at UCB East Village Theater Mondays, 9 p.m. So come on out to that. We'd love to see you there. And again, we are trying to get a new logo. And this is the thing, guys, just to clarify things here, is that, yes, if you submit something, we will like choose somebody, and we will make sure the person whose logo we choose are compensated. We will, we will like hook y'all up. We just ain't going to do you know, crazy shit, because that's how competitions work. Usually people submit things for free, um, and then if they get chosen, you know, they get taken care of in some type of way, you know? Um, so please, uh, submit stuff. We would love for it to come from our fan and paying somebody because we feel like you guys listen and it just seems like a way to connect with y'all. Um, thank you. Cool. This is from somebody called Always There 324. Uh, just says, yo, this is legit. My new favorite podcast. Okay. I love black films, and I'm so glad that they can be reviewed in a funny way. Dope. Quick and positive. I was, I was just, John set it up like it was going to be a huge paragraph, but that was just like a sentence. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not reading this long review about the N-word. Oh, yeah. We forgot to do the research. I didn't. I didn't. We were just here. I just realized. Yeah. Like we just recorded. Yeah. Not that much time. Closest together we've recorded in a long time. That's because you're in New York right now, James. Yeah, hey. All right, guys. Hey. We'll see you next week with a review of Blade 2. Why is he doing that? Peace. Peace. That was a headgum podcast.